Six million ways to die. Choose one. What up people, another week, another chin check So this week we look at everything went down at UFC on ESPN Plus 25 Corey Anderson against Jan Blakovic um, Yeah, there was controversy for sure So, um, hey, sit back and uh, get the full breakdown Okay, so this weekend we had UFC on ESPN plus 25, Anderson v. Blokovic 2. Uh, this was from the Santa Ana Star Center in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Uh, we had Brendan Fitzgerald and Daniel Cormier, and now, um, you know, Doing the old commentary business. And Joe Martinez doing the ring announcing. 13 fights. And there was, um, yeah, definitely stuff to talk about, man. Definitely stuff to talk about. So the night started off with um, a flyweight fight. Had uh, Mark De La Rosa... Against Rulin Pavia uh, So yeah, this was was an interesting one You know um, But first round started And they were both feeling each other out uh, About halfway through De La Rosa landed a big left Which is like, oh How's this going to go now? Um but the only thing is, this seemed to wake up uh, Pavia, you know, which, um, yeah, I'm not sure if Delarosa was um, looking to do that, you know, because, like, after that shot, he was now really kind of pushing the pressure on Delarosa. Um, he landed a couple of... Um, Really good uppercuts, and um, he he just backed Delarosa up. Delarosa just didn't seem to be able to land. He always just seemed a little bit behind. Um, yeah, so Pavia definitely ended that round strong. So going into round two, and Pavia, like he's super confident now. Really confident. He's, you know, throwing, like, kicks, combinations, and he's really just putting the pressure on De La Rosa, who's trying to counter, but Pavia's movement and his length is just frustrating him. Like, he doesn't seem to have an answer for anything. Um, now, towards the end of the round, Pavia throws a 1-2. And the big right of the combination puts De La Rosa down. Uh, Pavia follows him to the ground. He lands a, a couple more shots. And the ref jumps in and it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Um, yeah. Not the night De La Rosa was hoping for. So, um, yeah, he just didn't look like he could um, do much for some reason. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so now we go to the women's bantamweight division. And we've got Macy Shazon against late replacement Shayna Young. Uh, so, yeah, um, Shazon, she was originally meant to be fighting Nico Montana, 
But uh, Montana had to pull out with a leg injury, I think. And I think on a week's notice, um, Young stepped in. So that was good. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so you're thinking that although Shayna Young was, you know, she was in training for an Invicta fight um, that she was meant to be on last week's card, but she had to pull out. So you'd think she's still in shape. But, um, yeah, how much training had she been able to do in the last couple of weeks? So, yeah, that was the debatable thing. And then the fact that this is at altitude. That's the question here. Like, how was Young going to handle it? And, um, yo... Things start off and and Young, she lands a head kick on Shazan. Okay? She stuns her with a head kick. She's throwing like one, two, one, two, like landing some real good shots. Shazan, she looks shook. She looks surprised. Now she's throwing back a little, but Young is piecing her up. Young then lands another head kick, a teak kick to the neck. And another head kick. She is doing her thing. And as I said, look, Shazan is throwing back. But it's more her length that is allowing her to land. Rather than, I think, kind of control and fault. She definitely seems on autopilot. She's definitely shaken. Uh, so yeah, it, it's crazy. She Shazan is flustered. So um, yeah, and Young keeps the pressure up. She lands a really good knee to Shazan's chin, and it man, it's looking a bit dicey in there for Shazan. It really is. As the round goes on, though, she begins to settle down. And she starts throwing big knees to the midsection. Just, you know, getting in that tie clinch and just throwing unanswered knees, which are clearly, you know, starting to take their toll on Young. So it's not good. She needs to, um, you know, get out of the position. Now, she is blocking some with her arms, but... You know, a good few have been out to land. And when you aren't prepared for altitude, you don't want to be taking that many knees, man. You know, it, it, it's getting a bit oosh. Um, now, Shazon gets a takedown towards the end of the round and just rides it out, landing some ground and pound. Round two starts. And so the crazy thing is, Shazon had taken control at the end of the first, but, you know, the start of number two, and Young's landing shots. Young is doing really well. Now, Shazon tries to take her down, but Young reverses it. Oh, she's um, holding her own. Uh, But then, you know, Shazon, she... Seems to find a groove again. And, um, yeah, she she gets her own takedown. And she's um, able to rain down with elbows, um, punches, hammer fists. And just keep that top pressure. And just ride out the round like that. So, yeah, she she was able to take control. And with the third round, Young, you know, she's slowed down, but she's still trying. You know, that's the great thing. She shows a lot of heart. She throws a head kick, um, but Shazon catches it, pushes her back, gets the takedown, and, yeah, just controls the rest of the round on top. So this was a really good effort from Shayna Young, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how she can hang with a good full training camp, and I, I was, I'd imagine she's she's definitely getting another fight in the UFC.
you know. But um, yeah, Shazam was able to, you know, find a composure and um, yeah, take this fight. Alright, so our last fight of the pre early prelims that is is uh, Casey Kenny against Marab Dalavashil Dava Davalish Marab <laughs> the machine. Uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> from you know the Sierra Longo camp. So again, this is at Bantam Weight. And um you know Kenny he um he races out to take to center, but um Marob, you know what I mean he's uh firing off with a lot of varied attacks, you know, using different angles and um doing his thing. You know, Kenny is um you know he's attacking the legs, trying to slow Marob, which Hey, is definitely a wise thing to try, you know what I mean? But Marab, he lands frick free, really quick in succession takedowns. He, he he's not able to hold Kenny, but he's just down, down, down. And um Yeah, he's just you know, on I think with with the with the last one, um, he you know he he gets a, a a cleaner takedown, and um, he's just able to apply the pressure, and he's having fun, which is crazy, you know. But he's definitely, Marab is stepping up the game. You know, he's, he's he 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 took control as that round. Went on uh, Second round And You know They're just not slowing down It's a really fast paced fight uh, You know Both are throwing a lot of spinning attacks Which is just like What are you doing? It's altitude you crazy fools You know um, Kenny lands a nice uh, Left hand on Marab But you know, doesn't seem to phase him, and Marab, he's just bringing the pressure and the volume, which is wearing down Kenny, um, and Marab gets another takedown on top of everything, like, he's just showing this relentless pace, which Kenny is finding it difficult to cope with, third round, and Kenny like he really seems flatter, yo. Know, he he he's lost the bounce, you know. I, I I don't know if it's the altitude or if it's just Marob, you know, in that energizer bunny going crazy on him. Uh, so yeah, like it, you know, that's just allowing Marob to just pile on with just countless attacks. Yo, and he gets two big takedowns, finishing strong with like just punches and pressure. And uh, yeah, Marab takes the fight. Yo, really good victory. And just seeing the guy's energy at altitude, it's in, like it's insane. It is crazy. How he's um doing his thing. The, the the machine is definitely an apt nickname. But yeah, you know, that was a good way to end those early prelims and uh you know go into the um the main prelims. So uh yeah, that starts um starts with a good fight. So we start this section off at light heavyweight with um Devon Clark against Dequan Townsend. Um so yeah, like Clark comes out attacking. You know, he, he's throwing a lot of leg kicks. Um Townsend is you know, he's he's really loading up for big shots. So you know, uh, like he's 
he doesn't come across as the most mobile. And so, yeah, the leg kicks are definitely going to be a good way just to really slow him down. Um, now, Clark is um, utilising, um, you know, a bit of a weird... Um, yeah, it's just a bit of a weird kind of reckless approach to getting close. He's just kind of rushing in, but with his head up, like no real movement, um, you know, which is a bit odd. You know, after a few, though, he he get he does manage to get the takedown um, late in the round. And lands a few elbows. Okay, so we we go into the second, and Townsend, he's um, you know it, he's um looking like he's found his range a bit more, and um you know he's got more of a rhythm to what he's doing. Like Clark goes in and gets a takedown. Um, you know, landing into um, side control, which is definitely a good look. So it enables him to land some shots, just keep that top pressure. So going into the third, and you kind of feel that, you know, Townsend probably needs to take uh, like a knockout submission. Um, so yeah, things start and Townsend is, he's loading up because he knows what he needs to do, but he's just taking way too long to implement anything, you know, and like, he he's kind of signposting every time he's loading up, you know, but, and, and so it's just giving Clark time to get, you know, in front of everything, and he does, and he lands a takedown, and, you know, Townsend can't get up, so, yeah, it wasn't, um, you, you definitely can see Townsend is frustrated with himself, you know, but, like, you know, Clark was hittable, it was just, yeah, Townsend just seemed very hesitant, in what he was doing, and uh, yeah, it's weird, don't know why, but, um, you know, next we go to lightweight, and we've got Jim Miller against Scott Holzman, so, first round, and uh, Miller is pushing the pace early, but Holzman, you know, he, he eventually settles down, and he starts to get his, um, his distance, and now he's just, um, yeah, able to land on Miller, you know, throwing out counters um, to anything Miller is coming at him with. Like, um, towards the end of the round, Miller lands a big left that definitely rocks Holdsman, but unable to really um, do anything else from that. Uh, second round, and Holzman, like, he comes out looking to uh, take charge. You know, you definitely see that he wants to get back that big shot from the end of the last round. So, he's, um, you know, he, he, he's kind of backing Miller up to the fence. Um, then Holzman uh, goes for a spinning back fist. Miller ducks under and lands a sweet takedown. Really nice move. But Holzman gets up straight away. And now they're um they're going back, you know, back and forth until Holzman gets his own takedown. Um Miller is able to avoid a lot of the damage, but you know. Holzman still lands some, so 
it's gonna be it's one one going into the third. Um, Miller, like he looks like he's got a a, a you know I don't know he he's got a leg injury of some sort. It it, it seems a bit weird. Um, Holzman is definitely the fresher of the two. You know, so that, that this leg injury is not helping Miller at all. Um, yeah, they're, they're trading shots and all, but Holzman seems to be landing the better out of the two and just doing more damage. So, um, yeah, when it ends, Holzman takes the win. Uh, yeah, so next up, we drop down to Bantamweight. And, yeah, this is a big one. So, we got John Dobson against Nathaniel Wood, who has been looking really good of late. So, things start, and they're going back and forth. But Dobson is, um, you know, he's very evasive. And he's got really quick hands. Like, clearly... He's got the quicker of the two, you know. Woodland to take down, but can't hold Dobson for long. Um, so it's a close round. You know, you you could you could maybe say Dobson landed the, the the more damaging shots, but Wood, you know, he was landing some good counters. He got a takedown as well. Um, so yeah, very close first round Second round um, And Dobson's, you know, the speed is Is really getting um, showcased You know, he, he's really showing that he's still got it And he can still hang Like, Wood gets Um yeah, Wood gets back into things, you know, landing a really nice straight right. Um, but Dobson, man, he's just getting off with a lot of flourishes. You know, he, he just kind of launches forward with a flourish, backing Wood up. And, and Wood doesn't seem to be able to answer it. And it's not like every shot in the flourish is landing, but it's pushing Wood back. And it's and yeah, it's definitely scoring well for um Dobson. Um, yeah, I think Wood, like he's rushing forward a bit too much, which is um like it just creates. A, a good target for Dobson You know what I mean Like he's just Trying a bit too hard At times Would So yeah I, I think Dobson takes the second round For sure So going into the third Like Wood comes out fast Because I think he knows That yeah things didn't go well Last round so he comes out fast And he's trying to Start with his own um, like flurry of shots, he lands a couple, but he his guard is down a lot. Yo, his guard is down a lot, which isn't great. And um, Dobson lands a big hook, a big hook, puts Wood down. You know what I mean? Puts Wood down, he follows up with a couple of, like, shots, and, yeah, Wood's out. Great win for Dobson. You know, it it, it definitely makes the division take note that, yeah, the wizard has still got a thing or two. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think... It's not like the 
I mean, it's not the worst thing for Wood. I think it definitely gives him an idea of corrections he can make. So, you know, I I think make those corrections and he'll be good. Yeah, he he can still be, um, you know, he can still be dominant. He can still make a name for himself in that division. He just needs to correct a couple of things. But we're now in the main event of the prelims. And we've got Tim Means, the hometown fighter, against Daniel Rodriguez. And this is at welterweight. So, um, first round, right away, Means moves in and gets the takedown. You know, like Means is uh, looking very determined. You know what I mean? Um, Rodriguez, uh, like... He gets up and he's he starts to throw a lot of leg kicks, and he's using his um yeah he he's uh sorry winging his um shots at means you know you, you can see that he's really trying to land with heat here, so means. You know, he's um he's focused and he's landing well. You can definitely see that he's just determined to get this one. You know what I mean? And after hearing everything, like he's dedicated this fight to de- de- family members that have just died, and you can see that he's fighting with this kind of intensity. Um you know, he he's means he's really pushing the action. Um, yeah, constantly moving forward, uh, but just on the buzzer, Rodriguez catches Means with a huge overhand, and Means is rocked, he is rocked, and at first you think, oh, was that late, but, you know, on the replays, it's the punch is clearly thrown before, and it lands just before the buzzer. So, you know, you do wonder, like, is Means able to continue? Because he is shaky, very shaky. Uh, but, yeah, Means, you know, he comes out for the second. And now Rodriguez is landing combinations. You know, he's... um. Yeah, he's um, really throwing with intentions. And every time he throws, every time he throws, he seems to land and rock means. Like, means is... Um, like, he, he's, he's trying to throw a, a straight... And, um, like, head kicks, but Rodriguez catches um, Means with a left hook and wobbles him. Like, and to be honest, Means just doesn't look quite there. And he's still rocked from that punch at the end of the first. You know what I mean? So, like, Means tries to go for a takedown. But he's just still shocked. And um, it gives Rodriguez time to get a guillotine. And that's it. He just tightens that up. And yeah, Means just has to tap. So not the fight and the way Means wanted things to go. But real good win for Rodriguez for sure. Uh and yeah, like a fun way to go into the main card. So main card starts at lightweight with a Lando Venata Yancy Medeiros fight. And on paper, I mean, yo, you definitely think these dudes are going to, oh man, they're going to throw down. This is going to be a fun fight. But coming into it, they both said 
they don't want to be kind of that crazy, brawling, reckless fighter anymore. So they're going to try different approaches. So you're kind of thinking, okay, how is this going to go, right? And in the first round, Medeiros, like, he's um, pushing forward and... Yeah, trying to put the pressure on Venata. But, you know, Venata is trying to bait him into a mistake. You know, throwing feints uh, and all of that kind of thing, you know what I mean? And then he bursts forward with a flurry of shots. And he keeps on doing it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Madeira's, like, he keeps, uh, like, he, he, he keeps trying, but he's really kind of not doing a much attacking-wise, but he is keeping his defense tight. So that's one thing. You know, he's trying to avoid getting hit. And for the most part, he is. Because Venata isn't throwing a This is a crazy thing about the first round. Not a lot really is getting thrown. Venata is probably throwing the most out of the two. But it's still not a lot. And a not and um yeah, not a lot is necessarily landing. Uh, you know, we're in the second round and um, it's a bit funky. You know what I mean? It's a bit funky. It's a bit of a jerky affair, to be honest. Like, nothing seems to be landing flush from either fighter. Oh, there's a lot of movement going on. Um, like, Madeiras is, you know, he's still pushing forward. But, you know, he, he needs to, like, cut the ring off. Because he, he's moving forward, but he's kind of chasing Venata. And he really needs to just cut the ring off and um, make Levata, you know, Venata um, kind of have nowhere to go. Uh, you know, Venata, he's not... Going with the burst this round. But he's throwing more combinations. You know, but, you know, still, it's not a lot. But he is the sharper of the two. You know, he is the one landing the most. Third round. And Venata comes out. And, you know, he lands a couple of... Good shots on Madeiras. But then backs off. It's kind of an odd one. Because you're like, oh, okay. So, yeah, now we're engaging. We're going to get more action. But, yeah, then he backs off. And things kind of go back to the the weird kind of rhythm that we've had before. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Venata looks like he's... Having a sparring session, you know, because Madeiras, he's he's very frustrated because he's just not seeming to land. He he's not able to get things off, which is odd. It's odd. I don't know if it's because he's trying this new style, but yeah, he's he's clearly frustrated in there. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of a flurry at the end, but. Not that much. Now, Venata wins, definitely. And, like, look, you you have to commend them for being able to change their styles. Because although a phone booth brawl is fun, it's fun to watch. But it's not going to be fun to fight because you get fucked up. So, um... Yeah, you know, it, it it was a good fight for Venata in the respect that he didn't take a whole load of damage. But now, 
Ah, we're down to flyweight. Well, kind of. Because we've got Rogerio Bontorin against Ray Borg. And Borg missed weight. Missed weight again. Which is, I don't know, it's like the fourth time I think Borg has missed weight. Which isn't good. You know what I mean? Definitely not a good look for him. But uh, yeah, fight starts and both, yeah, both are fast. You know, both have got real fast hands out there. Uh, you know, they're they're both going for those early takedowns. Um, but neither are able to land. They're both, you know, they they fight them off. Um, though a bit later on, and um, Borg. Does um, get a nice reversal off the fence and um, yeah, lands a uh, takedown. Um, you know, he gets off a few big elbows from the top, but Borianto gets up eventually, only to um, eat a, a big right and then get taken down again. So yeah, as the fight goes on, Borg able to implement his pressure. Second round, and um, Borg goes straight for the takedown because, like, he clearly saw from the first round that, oh, if I take it to the ground, I'm easily controlling this shit. So yeah, that's what he does: takes him down and sticks with it. Um. Until he lands, you know what I mean? Um, he gets the back and attacks with a rear naked choke. Uh, Borinto, um, you know, he's able to um, get to standing, though. Um, which you're like, oh, how, like, who's the worst off in that situation? You know what I mean? Because if you're standing, you're carrying someone on your back, but you're on someone's back, uh, your legs are going to feel a bit drained because you've got to, you know I mean, you've got to clamp on and try not to fall off. So, yeah, that's what's happening. So he's standing up and he's fighting the choke. Um, Borg, he comes off the back because, you know, he, he realises... Don't want to burn my legs out. Borento must think, phew, good. But then Borg takes him down again. <laughs> so it's just like, argh, he cannot catch a break for sure. So going into the third, Borg, he just continues with his takedown dominance. You know, and, and this time he's able to get off even more ground and pound. So yeah, Borg takes the win, but you know, you you like you do wonder how much of that is because he is the bigger fighter in there, you know, busy missed weight, which yeah, not the best look for Borg, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens moving forward. So next fight is at lightweight. And we've got Rodrigo Vargas against Brock Weaver, who's making his debut. Is it his debut? No, I think it's his second fight after um, coming to the Octagon from the uh, Contender Series. So, first round, and Vargas, he's, you know, he comes right for Weaver. Yeah, he's not you're not taking a step back, man. He's just bringing the pressure and leg kicks. Carried and um, then he lands a takedown. So, man, he's he's really going for it. Yeah, he wants to make a uh, he wants to make a mark. That's clear. Now, Vargas. He's not really throwing um, a lot from the top. And uh, Weaver, 
he like he's he's going for a guillotine. Like, but he's he's not in the best position for it. But I think partly it's to yeah, just disrupt Vargas and stop him from kind of landing a lot of da- damage. Like it does look tight, but you know, he's up against the fence and you're just like, yeah, you know, he he can't really apply any real Talk to it Talk Talk Yes Talk That's what That's the word <laughs> So yeah Vargas is able to escape Right Um, Weaver gets back up And goes for a Kimura um, Vargas escapes from that And so Vargas is Now kind of mounted on Weaver Whose back is against the fence He's sitting there on the canvas And Vargas throws a huge knee A huge knee that just takes Weaver out Like lands clean on the chin Weaver is... Fucked Weaver is fucked Crazy thing Like And you think What the fuck is Vargas doing Because Weaver is clearly On the ground Clearly on the ground You read So Yeah Vargas is disqualified Weaver gets to win But he is Not great but yeah, it was just a real bad knee, a really bad knee, and you're just like, "What the fuck was Vargas thinking, man? You're I mean, just not, not good at all." <sighs> well, you know these things happen, people. So next up, we've got Montana De La Rosa, wife of Mark De La Rosa. So first married couple to fight on the same card. So she's fighting Maria Romero Barella at a flyweight. And um yeah, things start off and um yeah they have come to fight, which is always good, always fun. You know, Della like yeah, they're they're Throwing shots at each other. De La Rosa is able to get a takedown. Um, but Romero Barella, you know, she uh, scrambles and gets up. Um, she gets up and uh, she kind of gets on um, De La Rosa's back. Which is just like, oh shit, this is crazy You know, so um, another scramble And now De La Rosa, you know, gets her off her back And gets another takedown So, um, yeah, it's real close, real back and forth um, But De La Rosa Ends the round landing um, landing knees to uh, Barella. So it's just like, oh, I think De La Rosa edges out that first round. So second round starts and, um, yeah, De La Rosa is um, using her strikes to move forward and um, try and implement that takedown. Uh, she um, manages to grab one She then takes the back of Barella And she's going for a rear naked um, Barella, she's able to fight it off But, you know, De La Rosa is just keeping the pressure on um, She's Gets on top of um, Barella 
and she's just coming down with a lot of ground and pound. So this round, it's not really close. You know, Della Rosa is definitely implementing her game. So third round, and um, Barella, like, she's keeping on her feet. And what you do notice is Barella has definitely got the better of the hand situation. You know, she's she's landing a real nice jab. Um, but, you know, Delarosa, she's tenacious, man. And um, she she lands a really good shot, which is crazy because, you know, Varela is throwing the better punches, but Delarosa just comes with a, just a big shot and um, puts Barella down. Uh, Delarosa follows her to the ground. She can't really get anything off, though. Can't get anything off. Um, and Barella is... She's, like, tying her up a lot. But um, Delarosa is able to get off enough, sh- enough shots so the referee doesn't stand them up. Uh, and, yeah, she just kind of rides out the round on top, landing a few shots here and there. And uh, yeah, she takes the win. She takes the win. So we are now, now yeah, we're here at the co-main event, and um, we got hometown fighter Diego Sanchez, yo, who has been around since season one of the Ultimate Fighter, which is insane, and he's fighting Michelle Pereira. Who is just crazy in the ring. You know, he's throwing just a load of different weird acrobatic attacks. But what we saw in the last fight against Tristan Connolly, it was too much. He was throwing too much craziness, tired himself out and lost. And... um. You know, you know what sort of pressure Sanchez brings. So this was a you know the 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 thinking behind this one is can Sanchez wear Pereira out? Or does Pereira's size and dynamic ability outweigh what Sanchez can bring to the table? You know, that's the thought here. So after a, a long ass entrance, you know, the fight eventually starts. So yeah, fight starts and I know like Sanchez comes out with like a kite a cartwheel into a takedown attempt, which is like oh okay, well that's weird, but, you know, typical Sanchez, right? Um, but, you know, Pereira is clearly the bigger of the two. And he is just stalking Sanchez. You know, Sanchez isn't throwing anything. He's not throwing anything. He's just got, like, his arm up. He's just... Got this weird, I don't know. He's utilizing this weird kind of defensive stance. So we just got Pereira. You know, he he throws a a Showtime kick just to start off a crazy attack with you know just other like I think there was an axe kick in there, just a whole load of crazy things. You know what I mean? And um. Yes, yeah, still Sanchez not doing a lot. Um, you can see he's looking to counter, but not really able to do that. Now he does throw some leg kicks for a bit, 
But, you know, Pereira, you know, comes back at him with a couple of big knees. So, yeah, Pereira clearly wins the first round. And you're just scratching your head a little about what is Sanchez trying to do? And the weirdest thing is, the you know, the talk in the corner, his coach is telling him that he won the first round, which is just some crazy ass shit. Just the weirdest shit. But yeah, second round and um Sanchez like he seems to be struggling to kind of think of a way to attack. Like, he's just standing off, and he'll make a movement, and you think, oh, he's coming forward, but nothing. Nothing. And you're just kind of a little perplexed at what is he doing. You know, he's spending too long on the fence, which is, you know, is enabling Pereira to land some big body shots. Like, some big body shots, and a real nice body kick, right? So you and every time they land, you can see that. Yeah, Sanchez. I he'd rather not. <laughs> he'd rather not have them. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a, it's odd. It's it's really odd here. Um, and as well as you know, a couple of jumping knees. Like, Pereira ends the round with a takedown. And you're just like, what's happening? Like, Sanchez isn't doing anything. It's not just that relentless, attacking savage that we're used to seeing in there, you know? Um, And just the advice he's getting from the corner is... He's just not useful. He's not giving him any guidance into how he can do something. You know, how he can implement his game. So the third round, and it's a really odd start. You know, it's just so weird, right, from Sanchez. But, you know, then Pereira, he, you know, he gets another takedown. And he's got the takedown, and you're just like, wait, what are you doing? Because he does this kind of backflip, and you're like, wait, huh? Because he comes down, and clearly he would be coming down with a stomp. And I don't know for sure, but I I think that might be illegal. Sanchez, you know, he rolls out the way So we avoid any craziness there But, um, you know He's he's on the floor still And so Sanchez is, is You can see he's going to get up He's making an attempt to get up to his feet Pereira Um he throws a knee. Pereira throws a knee. Um, and he's down. Like, Sanchez wasn't up as he threw the knee. You know? So, it's not good. It's really not good. It's the second incident, you know, because we had... Um, Vargas do the same to Weaver And you're just like Oh man Because Pereira is clearly winning the fight He's clearly winning the fight I think there's a minute left Under a minute left And he throws this crazy knee It's an odd one Because it's not as egregious as Vargas's knee on Weaver You know, so yeah, it, it's not got that knockout velocity behind it. But, you know, it's, it's it's kind of like depending on where it's landing. Because, hey, it definitely a knee can rock you. 
You know what I mean? So a knee can rock you. But the weird thing is, so Sanchez is up on his feet, and Jason Herzog, who's been officiating this one, he's like talking to Sanchez. He's like, "Yo, are you, how are you? You've got time. I'm giving you time to, um, you know, get your senses back to you and everything like that." And so he's checking on Sanchez, and Sanchez is just a bit like, um, so. Abiz Herzog says to him, oh, you were hit by an illegal knee to the head. And Sanchez is like, oh, wait, so he landed an illegal knee. Does that mean if I can't continue, I win by disqualification? And Herzog is a bit like, well, you know, I'm, I'm get, I'd have to talk to the, uh, you know, the commission. That's up to them. And then Sanchez is like, oh, can I talk to my coach? And it's just like, what? I don't, what are you doing? Like, you've, you've got over 40 fights. You know you can't talk to your coach. Like, what's happening here? And he, and, and Sanchez keeps on asking if he wins. And so the, the doctor has looked at him, like, there's a cut. But the doctor's like, yeah, the cut is fine. Like, if he wants to fight, he can fight. I'm not going to stop this one. And then Sanchez is just like, nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not fighting on. Um, because, yeah, he realizes he was losing that fight. He was losing the fight. So, you know, say you can't continue, you win by DQ. And... Listen, right, we we have seen on plenty of occasions a fighter continue a fight after taking a shot and then getting knocked out or, you know what I mean, just getting subbed or, you know, but it doesn't end well a lot of the times. But we've also seen Sanchez in crazy situations and he's got that fuck it mentality and he just goes and continues to fight that's the thing we've seen that from Sanchez on so many occasions so it is a weird one you know for Sanchez to be like ah no I'm taking the DQ win but it's 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 hard because it's just like we don't know how rocked Sanchez was from the knee like maybe he's he you know I mean that he's more shaky than we can actually see from uh, you know the way he's carrying himself. So it was this wasn't a great performance from Sanchez. He was clearly losing the fight, and he only wins because of the legal knee. But you know, all said and done, Ferreira threw the knee. You know, it, it was he's. Just weird discipline that got him in this situation. So, yeah, he loses. And, yes, he would have won if it had gone to the judges. But, you know, he needs he needs to show more control in there. You know what I mean? He needs more, to show more control. It's like there was no need to throw the knee. It was weird. It's really fucking weird. But... We now have the main event. So we've got Corey over Overtime Anderson against Jan, the Polish Hammer Blokowicz. So this is their second meeting. In the first one, Anderson won by decision. So it's like, you know, the question is really, who, if, you know, whoever wins. Will they get the next shot at John Jones? Yo, that's the big question. Can they get the next shot at John Jones or is it a rematch with um Reyes? You know, but Anderson believes he should fight Jones and he's focused on fighting Jones. And so he yeah, he believes he's winning this fight. Um and he, you know, round starts and Anderson He's, you know, he, he comes out um, throwing leg kicks. 
Do you know what I mean? Throwing leg kips and sharp hands. Like Blokovic, he's um you know, he's throwing, but he's not as precise as Anderson. You know, he does land some. He does land. And the thing with this is Anderson, like he he's throwing some feints, but he's not got a lot of head movement. He's not got a lot of head movement, and his hands, like, his guard keeps on coming down. He keeps on coming down, and he's rushing a bit. You can see that he's rushing. I think he wants to, you know, he wants to make a big impact. And, um, yeah, it's affecting his game slightly. So, you know... It, it, yeah, it's a big problem because he he's clearly also not respecting Blokovic's power. It's like he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, look, I felt it in the first fight. You couldn't touch me. So, yeah, I'm going to take you out. That's what that you know, what I mean? that's what it looks like. And so Anderson, he he comes in, comes in for the attack. I'm not sure if he's ducking or taking, for trying to throw a leg kick or you know, a body shot. But, yeah, he kind of ducks in and his hands are down. And Blokovic unloads with a huge hook. Whew. Anderson just goes down and goes down hard. Goes down hard. Blokovic, he lands a couple of hammer fists. But it's done. It is done. Ref just jumps in there. And uh, Blokovic just lands himself a spectacular victory. And you're kind of thinking, with a victory like this, is this enough to go, hey, I get the next fight? Yo, that's the big question here. Was that punch enough to land Blokovic? You know? The um the next shot of John Jones. But yeah, that's it, man. So the bonuses fight of the night is Holtzman against Miller. Um Daniel Rodriguez gets a performance bonus, and so does a Jan Blokovic for that knockout of Anderson. Um other things as well that are uh, you know interesting. Um Ray Borg is moving up to Bantamweight. You know, uh, I think commissions won't let him fight at, um, you know, flyweight because he's missed weight so many times. So, yeah, next fight is going to be at Bantamweight. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But next week is going to be fun, people, because we've got... um. We've got the uh, Auckland card. So, yes, that's going to be a fun one. So, yeah, we will be back next week to bring you all of that action, people. Okay, so there's not a load of um, fight cards that, you know, new matches that have been announced or anything like that, but um, for the Oakland card on the 2nd of May, um, Duda, Duda Santana has had to pull out in her fight against Sarah Alpa, so Vanessa Mello has... Um, Stepped in to replace her, uh, which I think she's done for the second time. Um, but I don't think the uh, yeah, I don't think this card has got a main event yet. But Claudia Gadea is fighting Marina Rodriguez on it. So, um, I, yeah, I think these are the, maybe the first two fights on that card. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what 
yeah, what really happens um, with the rest of it. Uh, other stuff. So, Eric Anders, he's now scheduled to be fighting Christoph Jocko on the um, Portland card. So, uh, yeah. This will be going down. Um, oh, when is the date of this card? Uh, April. Yes, it's the 11th of April, and it's getting headlined by Alistair Overeem um, fighting Walt, Haller, Walt Harris on his uh, return to the octagon. So. Uh, yeah, that will be interesting, right? Uh, but yeah, that's essentially it. Yeah, I mean, there's a few call-outs. Uh, like Pedro Munez is calling for a fight with either Uriah Faber or Frankie Edgar. Um, and um, Dustin Poirier and Al Iaquenta have been beefing. Uh, so they're, you know... Looking to fight each other Um, well Poirier says if the money Is right, he will fight him But, only at welterweight Because Iaquinta Ain't worth cutting for Uh, so yeah It'll be interesting to see if that actually Happens But yes, so next Week we have Got, um UFC on ESPN Plus 26 Paul Felder against Dan Hooker um, Coming from uh, the Sparks Arena in Auckland, New Zealand And uh, yeah, some fun fights on this card Jimmy Crew against Michael Ololaska uh, However you pronounce it Carolina Kovalkovic against Jan Yan uh, Yeah, this is going to be fun So we will bring you all of this Next week people So yeah tune in For all the fun And uh Yeah see you then Alright peace